Hello, my witches and wizards. This is Madison. And this is Jordan. And you're listening to You Know What Gets Me, the podcast where two nerds sit in a pillow fort and drag the things we love. Because honestly, I got some questions. So warning. Spoilers? Duh. Unpopular opinions? Most certainly. What about fucks given? Absolutely none. Great. Now let's rip into it. They just thought that their brother was gay and didn't snitch on him, which is iconic. What allies? You know what? Great. I love y'all for that. That's fantastic. I do have a question, though. And how the fuck did they open that map the first time? I don't know. I just delete would just be thinking alike because that was an entire password. That's an entire password. They had to. First of all, the Weasley twins are so underrated because they are so smart. They are. so smart. They're the only ones with brains. I mean, what's his name? Percy made head boy in this book and he would stop talking about it. Oh, Percy. Didn't even see Percy in the movie. Yeah, they just, in the movie, they just stop mentioning people who are important. And then the later books are like, oh, they were important. So they're just going to show up now. Oh God, I love Charlie Weasley. A dragon? Oh my God. First of all, that's bait. Mm -hmm. But, oh goodness gracious. Let's talk about the fact that Remus Lupin was, in fact, a werewolf, and that in itself is an allegory for AIDS. J.K. Rowling is not sneaky. No. It's it's always interesting when people use allegories for actual issues, because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. So, but it's it's really hard to do. So it's always weird when people, like, start making one-for-one references. Mm Again, Detroit becoming human vibes, where I was like, you can't give the robot uprising you can't do give civil rights imagery to robot you can't. can't because that's a fucking toaster and black people are people the allegory might even if it's a good one it's a little mm, it's a quickie it's, squicky it's a little is what it is. incorrect that's what it is it is you can have give fake issues the realistic like progression mm-hmm. of something that would happen if lycanthropy like, was a thing there would be a lot of the same repercussions mm-hmm but when you start making one-for-one references, it gets squicky because re- lycanthropy isn't real. Lycanthropy isn't real, and it doesn't even have, like, the same sort of background or, like, issues that the AIDS pandemic did. Like, people died from the AIDS, people died from the AIDS pandemic, and because of the AIDS pandemic, a lot of um, LGBT was really having a hard time. They were really put on blast. They are like, if you touch me, then you could give me that, and it was... Gay men still can't give blood. Gay men still can't get blood. It's it's it was it was something across the wall. Uh, lycanthropy is not the same thing whatsoever. The issue with lycanthropy is that people were afraid of people were afraid of all magical creatures as a whole. So it wasn't just werewolves. If a vampire showed up to a Hogwarts campus, people would want to put that nigga on a stake. People would want his head just because you showed up. The only supernatural, like the only uh, magical creature that gets any respect that has any sort of like. So yeah, it's it's just it's a weird allegory. It's like the only thing that's the same is the fact that you can catch it through. Not even blood to blood. No, you you like you don't know that you're going to get AIDS if a werewolf kicks your door in. <laughs> you know what's about to happen. You know, <laughs> you know it's coming for you. It's like it's gonna be death or some or 
a miracle. Those are your it's options. I throw you death or a miracle. Severus Snape just got a miracle. That does not happen often. Let me tell you. So if you want to put Severus and Snape anger on a different platform, it was like Sirius Black almost gave him AIDS. That's what J.K. Rowling was saying. She was saying, hey man, if someone almost gives you AIDS, you should be really pissed off about it. Even if it's all that. It, 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 and also, werewolves can't control themselves. Yeah, it's like, it's it's, di- it's, it's it's so different. It's super different. The only werewolf that I know that can control themselves is, what is his name? Greyback? Um, Fenrir Greyback. And that's because he's just so into it that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, he's just so in tune with his inner wolf that it's just, they connect. It's like, I see you, you see me, sort of shit with his own werewolf, which I feel like really speaks volumes about how werewolves aren't allowed to accept themselves. Like when you have AIDS, that's something that you have to live with and you have to come to peace with. If you're a werewolf, you can never come to peace with that you're a werewolf because if you come to peace with the fact that you're a werewolf, you just come to peace with the fact that the entire wizarding world will always see you as a monster. That is the only thing that you will be. Vanderbilt Greyback doesn't give a fuck how people see him. Accepted the fact that he is a werewolf. He's just living that werewolf life and he has complete and total and total control over it. And I don't think that Fenrir Rareback's werewolf looks anything like Remus Lupin's werewolf whatsoever. And somebody, I remember I had read something about it that the reason why that was is because Fenrir Rareback's werewolf is a healthy one. He mm-hmm. doesn't take Wolfsbane. Mm-hmm. And Wolfsbane is poison. It's poison. Wolfsbane is poison. And Remus Lupin is slowly killing himself and his werewolf with that every full moon. And that's the reason that he looks like that. I have serious issues with that. Serious issues with the fact that we are linking that to the AIDS pandemic because that is not the same no. in any sort of way or capacity. Like, there there definitely would be some similarities. Like, the fact that no one's coming up with a better cure for it that's not that doesn't hurt them as much because they don't give a fuck about those people. Snape was the one who came up with it. Did so he? I was the one who came up with full Spain potion. Did he? Yes, yes. Pulling that up right now. Wait. <laughs> Severus, I remember distinctly that Severus Snake was the one to come up with the Wolfsbane potion after he almost got fucked up by one. Oh shit! If I'm wrong, then no, I'm wrong. Da, it said it might have been in the movie, but in this it says Damocles. It was an ancient person in the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Damn. Somebody in the Order of Merlin figured that shit out. Damn. But like, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't link up. Let's talk about. The Shrieking Shack. Dumbledore's so goddamn irresponsible. Uh, actually, let me just, let me take a moment before we talk about the Shrieking Shack. That technically this leads up to it. Uh, Ron gets dragged by his ankle under the Shrieking Shack by Sirius Black in his animagus form as a wolf. And when I tell you that that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, I truly was cackling. It, I could not stop it. Here's the thing about Sirius. He whether or not he didn't which not it's not whether or not he didn't commit that murder. He did not kill those muggles. He did not kill Peter Pettigrew. But he is dangerous. He is a dangerous man. 100%. He was as a child because he had no fucking like restraint. And no, but- as an adult, as some who has been locked in a prison that pretty much self-tortures you for 12 years. For 12 years around Dementors constantly. He is not all there. He grabbed that kid by the leg, broke it, and dragged him through a tree. I was like, I'm just saying right now, that guy's a little bit dangerous. I, 
I think that man deserves help. I do not think he belongs in Azkaban. I'm not sure. I don't believe he believes in Azkaban. I believe that he needs to be in a mental uh, I think he needs he help. He needs it. He needs help. And I think that's what happens when you lock somebody in a prison that tortures you on purpose. That's <laughs> when Bellatrix the Strange comes out. Oh, God, she's so fucking crazy. Can't wait to talk about her when she's here. But um, what I wanted to talk about is that the tree that they dragged him under was the Whomping Willow. And Hermione and Harry, after he got dragged under there, were trying to get him. But the Whomping Willow was already pissed that somebody got down there the first time. And then tried actively to murder Harry Potter and Hermione Granger. As that tree often does. That tree does not belong on campus. Now, maybe explain. That tree must be moved. They explained why it was there. Do 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 tell me in the audience one more time. They planted that tree over the passageway of the shrieking to the shrieking shack to deter children from getting to the passageway. So they planted a giant fighting tree mm-hmm. on school grounds as a deterrent, as if kids weren't stupid enough to play chicken with that tree <laughs> and find it anyways. You know, it's so, a better deterrent. You know, it's a good deterrent. Cement. Yes. How about a, a complicated charm? You're adults and these are children. How about you just do something they can unlock? It's sometimes, sometimes wizarding issues require muggle solutions. That's all I'm saying. I just, I and just people don't are like, know. oh, like a Voldemort is like the most vicious wizard ever. And he can kill you with a like with a killing curse. And I'm like, well, I could kill him with a bullet. Can magic stop a bullet? Is is your cute little phrase for a shield faster than a bullet? That's my only question. It's like maybe maybe you can stop me, but I have a great chance with this assault rifle with a fucking gun. If I snipe you from a distance, no magic can save you. Then that's all I'm saying. Sometimes. Sometimes magical problems require muggle solutions. So, like I said, like when we were in the when we were in the Forbidden Forest, and there were a bunch of spiders, what could have solved that perfectly was a fucking match. You can't make me go into detention into the Forbidden Forest if the forest is on fire. You'll never put me in there again. You simply won't. You can't. There won't be a forest left if you keep doing it. You can't. Magical magical problem solved by muggle by muggle solutions. The Shrieking Shack and the Shrieking Shack we meet Sirius Black finally and fully. And this man looks insane. He looks so crazy. Oh, this man terrifies me so. He he was acting pretty crazy in the book. Everybody was like, oh, he's he's out of it. They find um Sirius hovering over Ron and they're like don't hurt Ron and he's like fuck Ron I want the rat and Ron's like get him away from my rat what's happening that is not what happens in the movie in the movie they show up like Ron is in the corner and he's holding his rat he's clutching it to him and they're like oh my god Ron and Ron is like it wasn't it's like guys it wasn't a wolf that dragged me in here it was an animagus and they turn around and there's Sirius Black standing ominously in the corner the insane man that he is and he looks fucking crazy and he sounds fucking crazy and then who shows up? Remus Lupin and then Remus and then it's revealed that Remus Lupin knew and in that exact moment it's truly if I didn't know any better Truly seen like this is the entire plot for Remus Lupin and Sirius Black to get Harry Potter alone so they could kill him. 
I was terrified. I was like, I know what's happening, but y'all scaring the shit out of me. And I was like, a 13 year old boy? No way that he didn't misread that. And then, oh my goodness. My issue with that is that Remus Lupin knew that Cirrus was innocent. Um, oh, not in the book. He didn't already know he was innocent. He was like, you have some explaining to do, but I think I know what's happening. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, actually, let me talk about this part. So, Ooh, okay. So Lupin comes in and they're like, and they're like, oh, thank God, help A us. teacher, an actual man of the law. And he's like, serious. And serious is like, Lupin, I need you to hear me out. And the kids are like, nah, no, thank you. And he's like, give him a second. They were like, why? Wait, why? Why would you give him a second? And then, and then Hermione is like, he's a werewolf. Maybe they were intent on it together. That is not what happens in the movie. In the movie, Remus shows up. First of all, Harry loses it for a moment and is definitely determined to murder Sirius Black. Has his wand at his throat and fucking everything. And Remus expelliarmus is that thing away. And then uh, Remus Lupin and Sirius are looking at each other in the face. And then Remus helps him off the floor and they hug. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what happens. So he does disarm Harry. They're like, what the fuck? And he's like, you're a teacher, help us. And he's like, let's hear him out. And they're like, what do you mean to hear him out? And so for a while, Sirius is too busy being furious to really explain himself. He was so terrifying. I was like, oh, Harry, you're fucking dead. It's over for you. Lupin starts to put stuff together and he's like, okay, this is what I... This is what I think happens. Well, I haven't read the book in like a week and a half, so I might be wrong. But this is basically what happened. He was like, is this correct? And he was like, yeah, that's Peter Pettigrew. And the kids were like, they're fucking crazy. They're both fucking crazy. They're both insane. So so the kids are against the wall like, ah, shit. They're two crazy adults. And one of them is definitely trying to kill a rat for some reason. And then, and then, oh my goodness, did you have the same thing where Severus Snape showed up? Mm-hmm. And he was like, who's ready to get an ass open? And then uh, Harry gets his wand back and expect to, and Expelliarmus is that man into a bent post. Mm-hmm. It's because they, he was, they're already halfway through the explanation. So the kids were like, okay, maybe he's not insane. And then Severus shows up and he's like, okay. Oh, like, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> he was ready. And they're like, wait, pro- wait, Professor, just a second. Maybe we don't know what's happening. And he's like, fuck you, kids. Shut up. You're already in trouble. You should be thankful that I came here and saved your asses. To be fair, he's 100% correct. <laughs> You're correct. But he was just, he was not listening to them to the blind fury and the pure opportunity to kill both Lupin and Cerberus. To be fair, so, so, not Cerberus. They, they're like, no, it's fine. You know, we'll all go back to the castle and he can explain. It's like, the castle? Nah, the guards are on, on the ground waiting to take his soul the second we come out the other side of that tree. Fuck him and fuck you. And they were like, okay, wait, maybe we just need to listen for a second. He's like, no, fuck him and fuck you. So all three of the kids at the same time disarmed him and threw him into a wall. He got knocked out. That did not happen in the in the movie. That's fucking hilarious. So Hermione was in the corner like, we attacked the teacher. She was like, fuck the, the murderer and the werewolf. We attacked the teacher. That's what she was focused on. Hermione is like, I'm about to get fucking expelled. She was like, like I should never have been friends with y'all. Y'all suck. She was like, fetal position. I'm getting expelled. <laughs> Harry and Ron were like, well, not Ron. Ron was like, please stop trying to kill my rat. And Harry is like, go proceed. So they explained what they what happened, and Lupin convinces him to give 
Lupin the rat, not serious. They're like, don't <laughs> keep him away from us. He seems nuts. <laughs> and he turns Peter back into a person. And so all three of the kids were like, ah. Uh. So there's been a grown man sleeping in Ron's bed this entire time. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. We're not cool with that. So everybody is super freaked out about a grown man appears from the ground and immediately starts sniveling, just like begging the children to save him. It's like, oh, Ron, haven't I been a good pet to you? And I'm yes. like, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. And everybody's like, what? It's <laughs> like not here for it. I also want to add to the fact that not only is Ron, but the entire, entire Weasley family are dumb as shit. Why is that right? Because they've had the They've had that. They've had that rat for twelve years, a garden rat, for twelve fucking years. He's like, this is my brother Percy's rat, and he was given to me. What? That's suspicious, kid. That's an old fucking rat. Rats don't. Rats don't live more than seven years, at least. But the fuck. But yeah. But the funniest part is once they were like, yeah, nah, fuck that dude. That's Peter Pettigrew. Both Lupin and, and Sirius rolled up the sleeve was like, hey, you know, I will forgive you for thinking I was the traitor if you forgive me for thinking you were the traitor. And they were like, dope. And they rolled up their sleeves and they're like, time to commit murder, right? Yeah. And they were just yes. like, they were just oh, like time for you to die, I guess. And the only reason Peter Pettigrew didn't die is because Harry Potter stepped in between them. They were like, why? And he was like, my father wouldn't want you to become murderers. And that's the oh, only reason. That's the only reason. And, and then Peter was like, "Thank you, thank you, Harry. You're such a good kid." He's like, "If you come, you step out of line for a second. You think I'll stop them, and you're wrong. I'll do it yeah. myself. Fuck you." In the movie, they were about to kill him, and then Harry was like, "Wait, let's not do that." And they were like, "What?" And Peter Parker was like, "Oh, they got Harry. Oh, they got." And Peter was like, first of all," and they pushed that man to the ground, and he was like, "We're not gonna kill you." But we are going to let the Dementors have you. I've heard the Dementors, like Severus Snape just said that the Dementors kiss was the worst thing ever. And I want to see it happen to you. And I was like, yes, that's the malicious bastard I've come to know and love in this movie. In this movie, it was Harry Potter's darkest turn. It really was. Harry was not here for any of it. He was just like, who killed my, I guess I have to go hunt down a murderer now. And I was like, no, 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 sweetie. Harry's like, I'm gonna be, he's like, no, I'm gonna be a murderer. And they're like, no, that's not what we wanted you to do. And then, oh my God, and they were leading him back outside. They were leading him outside and they all got out there. And this is when they, I don't know if this happened in the book. However, I quite find it hilarious with my dark sense of humor. Sirius and Harry Potter were having a nice little heart to heart. It's serious. It's like, I know you're living with your aunt and uncle, but I'm your godfather. And if you ever um, feel like you want to, you can live with me if you want. And Harry had got this really hopeful look at his face. <laughs> really hopeful look in his eyes. Like he was about to know true familial love. And then everything went to shit. And I don't know why I found that so hilarious. But it, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh because Harry Potter is continuously always getting so close to having a good family life. And Every year. Happens to fuck it up. If that's what happened in the book. Literally, he was like, I know you don't know me. Maybe you want to continue to live with your aunt and uncle, but you can live with, like, if you would like to, I'm your godfather. You could live with me. And I, Harry's like, where do I put my shit? Do you have a house? I'm gone. I'm there right now. I 
take me there now. <laughs> he was like, absolutely not living with that for another goddamn second. And then everything goes to shit. And you're like, oh, you were so close. There is so close. And I don't know why that was so funny, but it truly was. And then Snape shows up and it was, it was the, I know you said that this doesn't happen in the movie, but like he shows up as a Lupin decided to transform on a full moon, of which I would like to uh, ask, how the fuck did we not know that it was a full moon? That is my first question. Right. But also he, so he, he gets out of this little hole and you can see the fury on his face. Well, it doesn't matter to the kids because they're looking at Remus Lupin transform in the most horrifying way possible as to what must be the most ugliest creature they've ever fucking seen. Which is really weird because in the movie, they, they do this like half man, half wolf thing. He just turns into a wolf in the books. Like is like full wolf transformation. No, and this one, he's like this half wolf half man thing and he's super skinny and super unhealthy and mad at looking and i feel so bad for him but he looks so ugly and he really did was screaming at the top of his sucking lungs so these kids are just terrified looking on and the service state gets out of the hole and he was like potter you son of a bitch <laughs> and his first he, he goes from i'm about to kill some fucking kids and then he turns around because He's looking at these kids. He's like, I'm going to kill these fucking kids. Listen here, you sons of bitches. And he's looking at them. And he has the fury of God on his side. But they're not looking at him. And he doesn't understand why they're not terrified to see him. And then he turns around. And he sees actual wearable Remus Lupin standing before him. And he goes from, I'm going to kill some fucking kids to, please don't kill my fucking kids. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, in the movie, he really does. He's like, fuck you, kids. And then he turns around, sees a werewolf, and literally puts himself between them. And at first, I thought it was just once. Like, he turns and he sees them, and his immediate reaction is to gather the kids behind him and to protect them. And then Ramus Lupin smacks the ever loving fire out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he smacks the ever loving shit out of him. And then by the grace of God, Cyrus gets back up and starts attacking Remus Lupin. And when he does that, gets himself back up and moves again so that all of the kids are behind him. So he does it twice. He protects the kids twice, not only that he did it once. And then I just don't know how to feel about that personally. And again, that's why movie Snape is a thousand times a better person. The thing about Snape in the, between the books and the movies is that in the movies, we don't have, we don't see of like half of the shitty things he does, but they added a bunch of good stuff. But in the books, they, we see all the shitty stuff he does. And mm -hmm. there's a fewer good things. So we have to forgive him for more in the books with less reason to do so. True. In the movies, it just gives me a thousand and one reasons to like state. They're like, look, he's coming in, he's serving, he's base. Um, and he's the only actual adult on campus who is actively protecting these kids with his body from the thing that he, like, if the creature, if that creature that Remus Lupin had in the closet, what is it, the Bogart? Bogart, yeah. If the so Bogart showed up in front of, like, in front of Severus Snape, it would have been a fucking werewolf. The thing that he fears the most is in front of him right now, and he bodily put himself in between it and a bunch of fucking kids. And that's some shit. It really is. And I was here for it. I was here for it a hundred percent of the time. And then Books, Book Snape is honestly pretty great. Not Book Snape, movie Snape. Yeah. And then 
again, like Severus Snape was protecting them, and Harry Potter was like, time to be the hero, and ducked out from behind him <laughs> to go chase shit, to go chase the werewolf and the dog. What? No. Yeah. I mean, he does that, but he's like, he's, he doesn't like subvert safety to do it. <laughs> no, yes, he does. That in the movie, yes. There was no safety in the books. There was no, no one was protecting him. So like Lupin was fighting Sirius because Sirius was the only adult conscious. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so funny. That is so funny. Snape never woke up in the books. Snape was fucking dead. <laughs> that is so funny. So all of that shit happens, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Harry Potter ends up at the lake trying to keep uh, Sirius Black alive. And then the Dementors show up. And then Harry is like, so this is how I die. This is it, huh? This is, this is what it's got to be like. And then they're all closing in on him. And then there's a light from across the lake, which is a stag. Um, Patronus. Patronus. And it saves him and Sirius Black. And then when Harry Potter wakes up again, they're in the infirmary, which is all well and good. But I just want to say that Harry is super desperate because he saw that and was like, that was my father mm-hmm. across the lake. And I was like, is anybody going to tell him that his dad is dead? And I'm just like, just because two people who are connected to your dad appeared doesn't mean your dad's been alive. They, they, they're, they're in this position because your dad's not alive. But that aside, let's talk about the fact that Dumbledore is garbage. I mean, this is one of the first books where you can really talk about how trash he is. Yeah. You can. Like, like, hey, so you've been missing in action more or less most of this book, like you are in all of them. Yeah. However, did you decide that you, you're like, yes, there are innocent people running around about to be murdered on the grounds of Hogwarts. You know who should fix that? Two kids. Two kids and a magical device that they probably shouldn't have in the first place. What kills me is that Hermione isn't, the time turners are illegal. Time turners should be illegal. She's they like, technically she are. You have to have a permit to have them. And she damn sure doesn't fucking have one. Oh, I don't they, know where she... they got. They got her a temporary permit just so she could take extra credit hours for school. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. She shouldn't have it. And Dumbledore knows full well that she fucking does. And that it's a secret. It's yep. a secret that she has it. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> the teachers know because she's taking what is physically t- impossible amount of classes because they're at the same time. And who's allowing this? Why is she allowed to take those? Um, that's at the beginning of the book, they took Harry Potter and Hermione aside. Harry Potter to get checked out and passed on the train. And then Hermione, they're like, you're a really good student and you're really smart. And I see that you're trying to take all of these classes, but that's not possible. But because you are super smart, we are going to give you a magical device that is regulated by the government to run yourself ragged for a school year. I hate Hogwarts. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so you fucking stupid. You should. I was it's like so actively stupid. Did you give a thirteen-year-old permission to run herself dr- to the bone? It's just that I don't understand. Like, don't. Okay, what? Uh, what I don't understand about Hermione is that she truly is the smartest witch, but she's only been at Hogwarts for three years. She's been at Hogwarts for three years, and already in this book, they are calling her the smartest witch of her age. 
what kind of fucking pressure is that to put on a 13 year old who knows jack shit about magic right she's she's just got here from a muggle family and they're like that bitch is gonna be running everything and now she's like i guess i gotta run everything before that they were dumbledore came in and all three of them were like this is not right this is what's happening and this is that and dumbledore was like oh i believe you but the word of three young wizards don't amount to much but it's not just their word they're wizards that we find out later in like in a book that there is a device called a pensive yes yes there's Oh, 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 oh. Keep talking. <laughs> There's a device called a pensive, a one where you can directly pull a memory out of your mind and put it in like and put it into like a surface of water, and then other people can view it directly. So they see what you've seen, which means that it's not just your word when you're accounting events, it's your memory, and that is a fact. And it wouldn't just be the memory of one child, which could be altered. It's the memory of three separate children who were in three separate, who were in the story in three separate places, which means that that is completely accurate. And it's completely something that can be relied on in court. So here is the thing. This is something that's going to come up in a later book, because there's a book where that's a really big part of it. But this is why the one of the main reasons why the ministry ain't shit to me, because serious Black went to jail. There should never be a wizard who goes to jail without foolproof when you have truth serums. You are wizards. There there should never be a circumstance where anybody gets blamed for something, gets punished for something without it being 100% true because you have a thousand ways to verify that shit and they just don't. They have three three active ways to check testimonies. It's a truth serum. um, There's truth serum. And like there's testimonials that can be viewed through pensive. And then there's actually going into somebody's fucking mind. And reading it. There's never a reason. They stopped training a young wizard in school because they're just like, we need a fall person and you had a dangerous animal. They could have checked that shit at any point. They didn't. They put Sirius Black in jail. It looked bad for him, but there should never be a, where was the trial? Maybe you caught him red-handed, but there should still should have been a trial where they should have had ways to verify that any of that shit happened. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't understand. We have, we have so much magic. We have so much magic that makes injustice and false imprisonment impossible. There are time turners. not use it. There are time turners brought up in this particular book. Go back and view the event from far away. Why? How? I don't understand. How does anyone take the fall for something they didn't do? Ever. I understand that maybe having a pensive is expensive or maybe truth serums are hard to make, but you are wizards and you have an entire legal code and that you're trying to enforce, but you're not going to the furthest extent to even prove that that happened? You are... you. They may be expensive, but you're the fucking state. If you can't afford a pensive, but Dumbledore can afford to have one in his office, something's wrong here. Dumbledore has his own private pensive in his office. Wait. There's just never a reason. Speaking of trials, speaking of secret keepers, 
the reason that Sirius Black was blamed for the murder of James Potter and Lily Evans is because he was supposed to be the secret keeper of their location. Only one person was supposed to know that, and it was deemed that it was Sirius Black who was the holder of that. However, James Potter and Dumbledore both agreed that it would be too obvious for Sirius Black to be the secret holder, and they changed it to Peter Pettigrew. Did Dumbledore know? Actively, he knew. Actively. That man is trash. Dumbledore actively knew that the secret holder had been changed and told nobody. Dumbledore actively knows things and he makes no, no effort to rectify, no effort to rectify anything. Well, no, I will say... And I hate to make any excuse for Dumbledore, ever. But like, even if he did know Peter was a secret keeper, maybe he, but Sirius did still know where the house was and could have told him to follow Peter. No, see, that's the thing, you can't do that. It was under a figulous charm or what the fuck ever that was. I don't remember how this one works anymore. Ah, that's fine, because I do. A figulous charm, and I may be pronouncing this wrong, is the same sort of charm that was put on Lily Evans and like Lily Evans and Harry and James Potter's house, as would put on Sirius Black's house. Which means that if you are not the people who already know of its whereabouts actively and are given the secret passageway to it, the password or whatever, then it does not appear to you, and you no longer know where it is. <laughs> That's how the charm works. Which means that if you are not one of the secret keepers and you lose, like, then you know that it exists. Actively, cognitively, you know that it is around here somewhere, but you have no idea where. And what breaks that charm is that you, as a secret, as a secret keeper, have to tell the other person where it is. That's just it. And several, like in Sirius Black, like the Potters are put under the Figulus charm, them in their housing place, and then Sirius was supposed to be given the secret, and then he wasn't, and then it was Peter Pettigrew. And it was a cognitive decision. And the uh, the people who knew about it was Sirius Black. Sirius Black was supposed it was supposed to be him, mm. and everybody assumed that it was him, and that was the plan. If you assume that it's Sirius Black, and you go after Sirius Black, you don't go after Remus, you don't go after Peter. It's Sirius Black, and if Sirius Black is moving from place to place to place, you can't catch him. And you're not thinking about Peter Pettigrew. No one ever thinks of Peter Pettigrew. And that's why he was a secret keeper. And Dumbledore knew it. And Dumbledore never got that man a trial. No one got Sirius Black a trial. All of the Blacks are fucking dead. Dumbledore ain't shit. I just don't understand. I'm trying to see if there's anything that we haven't that I wanted to talk about. You hit time turners. We talked about the time turner. Mm -hmm. We didn't really get into its effect on the story. The time turner added the time travel element to this, which is always a hard thing to do. In any story, and I'm not sure I understand how she did it in this one. Well, in the are weird. In the um movie, it was pretty clear. I mean, I thought it was hilarious that she kept popping up, and Ron was like, "When the fuck did you get here?" <laughs> yeah, I felt like Ron was the true victim in all of this. During the school year, it was like it made sense, but it was sort of. But there were like rules that was like you can't see yourself. Because old you can't know about future you going back in time. You just can't let anybody see you. Yeah. Which I was like, okay. I know Hermione's been walking around without the invisibility cloak this entire school year. So she's just been dodging herself. 
unbelievable thing. Like, didn't I just see you around the corner five seconds ago? I was like, nope, you didn't. It didn't happen. Bye, I'm late for class. I think that's pretty funny because look, again, she didn't have the invisibility cloak, which means that she's just a sneaky bitch. Yep. She's just bob- bobbing and weaving too much stuff in her hands and her backpack overflowing. I mean, that's like a real fucking skill. She sneaked into Severus Snake's class and nobody saw it until she was sitting down and like asked the question. And it just slipped in. Everyone's like, what? And the <laughs> only one who's taking notice is Ron Weasley who's losing his fucking mind. He's like, when the hell did you get here? This is the book where Her- Hermione and Ron really start getting into fights. Do they? Yeah. Because in the first book, they didn't like each other at first, but they get over it. The second book, they didn't really fight about much. Like, they disagreed sometimes, but they didn't really fight about much. In this book, um, Hermione got Crookshanks, the cat, which is a much bigger part of the books than it ever is in the movies. Mm-hmm. Because Crookshanks, it turns out, is so fucking smart that she figured out Peter Pettigrew as a rat was like, there was like, something's off about that shit. So that's why Crookshanks kept attacking him. And then Crookshanks met Sirius Black, Sirius Black was able to talk to the cat, convince him that Peter Pettigrew was up to no good. So from that moment on, Crookshanks was hunting Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> oh my God. And trying to take him to Sirius Black. And when that didn't work, Crookshanks was smart enough to find somebody who wrote down the password and deliver it to Sirius Black so he can get him without straying the fat lady's portrait again. Holy shit. Crookshanks was the real MVP of this entire story. The tabby cat you picked up at the beginning of the of the book. Why didn't we why didn't we talk about that in the movie? Because in the movie, when we're talking about how the fuck Severus Black got in, Severus Black is the only one who talks like I mean, Severus Snape is the only one who talks about it. And he just assumes that the only reason that Sirius Black got in is because of Remus Lupin let him in. Nope. It's he stole Neville Longbottom's slip of paper who because he wrote down the password and delivered it to him. So she was like, get that raggedy bitch out of the dorms. Kirkshanks is the real MVP, but he caused a lot of problems in Ron and Hermione's relationship because yeah. from all they could tell was that Hermione was letting her cat terrorize Ron and his, his rat that had been ill for months. And they, then they thought Crookshanks had eaten him at some point because Peter Pettigrew faked his own death and left blood on his sheet. So they just assumed Crookshanks killed him. So they stopped talking to her. They. Also, Hermione gave the firebolt that Sirius sent Harry and he, she ratted them out that he had it. Because what it, the fuck? He was like, you don't know that somebody isn't trying to curse you. You can't just take mysterious presents from people. I mean, oh, you're right. Sorry. I mean, you're right. But snitches get stitches. And told on them and then they then the teacher decided it didn't have any clues on they got they gave it back so the, she seemed like she was wrong about that one but she, i mean she was right because don't take mysterious presents that's not I a thing swear to god hermione's the only one with a brain cell yeah but so in their minds hermione had ratted out something almost made him lose a broom after his old broom got smashed and let her cat kill ron's pet they stopped talking to her for a minute they straight up stopped speaking to her cold shoulder they only started speaking to her again because um Hagrid was like it's not cool the way you're treating her and you guys are all said you would help me with this but she with her expanding course load has been the only one taking time out of her day to help me try to get make a case for Buckby oh and that's why I started talking to her again 
they legit ignored that bitch for like two months hacker was like first of all y'all are shitty friends but in two senses of the word because even though she's downloaded with a bunch of shit you guys aren't even helping me and she is what does that say about you and they were like oh you're right and they stopped being assholes but legitimately ron and hermione straight up stopped talking to each other and through a lot of the beginning of the book because Crookshakes kept going after Peter Pettigrew. He was like, control the cat. They asked you nicely not to get. It's her fucking cat. That keeps trying to kill his rat that he didn't know was a grown ass man. True. This was the first book where they started to have like real fucking fights because they squabbled a bit in the first two. But the next couple, sometimes they just have like real fights. Yeah. We have to get to the end of the story. We're so close, but we keep sidetracking. Okay. Um. So... Hermione gets his goddamn time turn gets his time turner and they're running around Hogwarts trying to fix what the adults are fucking up. And what gets me is that when they're trying to do it, they have to steal a hippogriff. Yes. And then use that hippogriff to break a man out of prison. Yeah. And then give that animal to him so that he can fly away with it. That makes them enemies of the state yes it does and dumbledore told them to do it they aided and abetted the escape of a fucking fugitive they did but they were like we know both buckbeak and sage black don't deserve to die so we're gonna take the law to our own hands because obviously with the full approval of their headmaster the person who was supposed to have some sort of moral or law-like compass but he did not he did not i have no excuses for dumbledore the kids, I will say, they did know for a fact that Sirius Black didn't deserve to get his soul sucked out of his body. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at them for doing it. I'm not mad. Whatsoever. I'm mad at an adult. That's like, if you're going to do something that is against the law, do it. If you can get away with it, do it. If you can get away with it, do it. But if an adult is telling you to do it, he's setting you up for something and don't trust him. Don't trust him and don't do it on principle. If I was going to do something illegal and then an old white man later came to me right before I was going to do it and then told me to do it, I wouldn't do it on principle. On strict principle, I wouldn't be able to do it. Sounds like a trap. Sounds like entrapment. Yeah, sounds like this man wants me to do it for his own means and I would sooner let someone else die than fall into the uh, hands of a white man's manipulation. I just won't do it. All right, now that we are done with this absolute travesty of a book and a movie, I guess that leads to the question of where do you rate it? I rate Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban as a 6.5 out of 10. They're getting easier and easier to read, but I, I was too busy screaming about how the ministry is Dropping the ball at every turn to truly enjoy it. I would also say that it's a good solid six to seven for me, but that's only because I thought it was so fucking funny. I honestly did. I was like, this is just giving me another look at how everybody is failing Harry Potter and how Harry Potter is losing it just a little bit more every year. And something about that is inherently hilarious. Just the loss of innocence happening right before my eyes. Just something about it. It's just, just like, I don't know. Why would you? Okay. Sure, I guess. Allow this to keep happening every year. Every single year. Until he's an adult. <laughs> Thank you.
You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at YKWGMPod. You can find me on Twitter at CCCrime, that I being a one, and on Instagram at CrimsonCrime, that E being a three. And you can find me at Rockies Recluse on both Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>